everyone to season four of the Sister Stories podcast. The aim of this podcast is to marvel at God's sovereignty over each of our lives as women and to encourage each other by sharing our stories. Uh, my name is Sophie and today I'm joined by Patricia. Hi. Hello. <laughs> um, so first of all, can you tell us who you are? Sure. Um, I'm Patricia. I'm married to Matt, the tallest person in the entire church. <laughs> um, we are both Polish, but yeah, we've met in London. Mm. Uh, we are married um, and now expecting our first baby. Oh, exciting. <laughs> and what do you do? Uh, so I'm a psychologist, mm -hmm. but um, I usually work in business settings. Mm. So I work with leaders, boards, teams um, on various business aspects, mm. culture, uh, like organization culture, leadership, uh, communication. So, yeah, and okay. so on. Excellent. Um, so we're going to start uh, by your family background and your upbringing. Can you tell us a little bit about your childhood and how you were brought up? Sure. Um, so it was a very happy childhood, I would mm. say. Um, my parents are non-believers. Uh, so it was an atheist home. Um, there was a lot of um, a lot of science that we kind of mm. focus on. Um, yeah, with both my parents, actually. Um, but God was never in the picture. Uh, mm -hmm. Although Poland is, is a very Catholic country, um, we were kind of beside that and, mm -hmm. and not really going to church as well. Um, so I wasn't practicing any faith mm -hmm. um, back at home, although my parents were very tolerant. Um, yeah. Is that quite common in Poland? No, not, not really. really. Yeah, yeah, not really. So mm -hmm. most of people actually back then... They would either they were either associate themselves with being Catholic, mm. like a fully, you know, kind of participating in all the yeah. rituals and then being in the church, or they were just going to church. Mm. But either way, they were kind of associate themselves more with God, mm. I would say, than than I would normally do. Yeah. Does that mean that you felt quite different to other children around you or not really? Um, not really, because those who were just, you know, going to church on Sunday, they weren't really practicing. Mm, yeah. um, so they weren't really religious as well. Mm. Um, so I wasn't that different from them, probably. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's interesting. Um, and so how did you hear about God for the first time or how did you hear the gospel for the first time? Mm, so, yeah, that's quite an interesting quite story. A long way. It was a long time. Um, okay. yeah, Should we go back was... a little bit then? Sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, was there anyone around you that was a Christian or not, not really at all? Uh, no. So in Poland, um, how it worked back then, especially now it has changed a little bit. Mm. But back then when I was growing up, um, if it wasn't the Catholic Church, it was actually considered as almost a cult. Mm. So everything else was really, really looked down upon. It was really a taboo topic as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, not really. Interestingly enough, my parents, although they are non-believers, actually my, one of our believer friends recently said that... Um, the values that you can see in my parents' life and behavior, mm. they do resemble the Christian ones. Yeah. Um, and he he actually thinks of them as an example of a, you know, it's, it's an interesting story because mm. they're non-believers, but they actually act like ones. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, mm. yeah, I didn't have a Christian 
kind of friends or friends of friends. I didn't mm-hmm. know anyone who would be born again, I would say. Mm, okay. So can you take us through what changed then in your life that, that made you, um, that, that drew you to God really? Mm. So I was, uh, I was already in London. Mm. I think I was 19, mm-hmm. 19 going to 20. Um, no, I was actually older than that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where I started my, uh, my studies and mm. actually, um, summer before my masters, mm. I was probably around 22. My cousin, um, from Poland, mm. whom I didn't have really relationship with. Mm. So uh, she's a daughter of my dad's brother mm-hmm. and they became Christians. Um, they were the only ones in the family. So it was quite awkward as well. Mm. Um, but we never knew each other. We have grown up with, you know, in different parts of Poland. So we haven't seen each other. We haven't had a relationship together as well. Mm. Um, we weren't visiting each other. Uh, my dad was always kind of on the phone. I remember with the rest of the family trying to persuade them it's still okay, it's still your son, and it's, you know, kind of trying to keep the relationship going Mm -hmm. in some shape or form. And so when she reached out, I was, you know, I was really pleased. I was like, yeah, sure, that's that's a chance for us to reconnect. You Mm -hmm. can come and visit and stay for the summer. So she did. Um, And (laughs) I remember we were watching Prison Break, Mm -hmm. a a TV series she recommended. And it was a month before... Uh, I was about to start, start my master's. So we were watching in my in my room, uh, both, like together, but on separate laptops. Mm. And she then she had to pause because she had to go to the toilet. Mm. And when she did, she unplugged her headphones and I've heard music. Oh. And it was, you know, it was a nice, catchy music. It was a very important part of my life back then as well. Because mm. um, it was all around words and, and the meaning and... So yeah, um, and the Christian. So it was a Christian song, basically. Mm. I didn't realize, but as soon as I've heard Jesus, I was like, "Oh, okay, this <laughs> is weird or odd." And mm. um, so when she came back, I started asking questions about mm. that song, and it turns out um, she's going to because it was a Hillsong song, mm. and she said she's going to that church to their church, um, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's really interesting." Mm. And I've actually asked her whether I can come with her. So she was shocked because we, you know, for the past two months, we haven't even touched on faith or we haven't Mm. spoken about God. No one has ever preached gospel to me. So she was really like, what's happening? (laughs) Yeah, surprised, Mm. but obviously happy. So we went. Mm. Um, And that was in London, wasn't it? That was in London. Mm. Yeah. 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 Okay. What did you think of the church? What was your first reaction to it when you came, when you went there? surprised <laughs> very surprised in terms of it was in a theater there was music so mm. it was really really different to what i thought churches mm. especially growing up in poland um but i was intrigued at the same time mm. and i remember there was a preacher from the states on that day um and he kind of luckily for me probably he kind of led the sermon the same almost the same way we do here at Cornerstone. Mm. So he read the entire passage and then he was going verse by verse unpacking it. Mm. And when I've heard what he was just, you know, reading of the Bible, 
I was shocked. Like I could not believe these are the words in the Bible. It's it's you know it it sounded so smart and so obvious. And I was like, everyone should live this way. Like you know <laughs> what's going on. And yeah. um, so I was really really surprised to the point that as soon as it stopped, I turned to my cousin and I said, "Can we come back next week?" Mm. Um, and we did. And again, the passage was you know the Bible passage was so powerful. It's like. There's no other way. Like, why would you live, you know, mm. any differently? Um, and that was the moment when I actually made that decision that mm. this is it. And, you know, it was kind of deep down that yeah. I kind of longed it for that. And it was, it was like something, you know, felt that hole you have in your mm. heart. Yeah. It's like, okay, now it's complete. It just, it just felt like that. That's interesting. So was that pretty instantaneous as soon as you heard... Or did you have to like listen a bit more and question things a little bit? Uh, no, really. We always joke with uh, Matthew that it took him four years <laughs> <laughs> to actually, you know, kind of convert um, his faith and, and what he believed about it. Mm. Uh, and for me, it was within those two weeks, I would say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, so did you then read more of the Bible, of the Gospels maybe? or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's um, it, it was interesting from you know just carrying on and having a normal life to mm. going to church, and then obviously my life changed completely. I was I was in church every Sunday. I was heavily involved during the week as well. Mm. You know, Bible studies groups. We were doing um, outreach um, among the homeless people. Mm. Um, some stuff with kids as well, and women ministry. There was a lot of it all of a sudden. Um, And yes, and although it was a church that doesn't really, you know, doesn't carry a good opinion when it comes to theology, Mm. um, from the very first moments, I was so hungry, I Mm. think, to get to know God, to get to know the Word. I was listening to John Piper, Paul Washer, MacArthur. So I felt like... God kind, I was in that place, but God kind of protected me. Mm. So I saw stuff that I, you know, that kind of didn't agree with that I saw they were in the Bible. So I was questioning things as well. Mm. I was going to the pastors, asking really challenging yeah. questions. Um, mm. Yeah. Was that because the church was more charismatic? Maybe it was, or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but would you say that the teaching you heard Sunday after Sunday was quite consistent overall, or not necessarily? Uh, no, not necessarily. Mm. So it really depended, and I think the just because I was doing the extra homework at home, um, <laughs> it really helped. Yeah, <laughs> it really yeah. helped. Yeah, yeah. So that really built your faith more than yeah. the sermons necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting that the, that first sermon though was so fundamental in your faith because it could have been another Sunday where the sermon wasn't as good and I mean obviously yeah. God is in control of that and he can still bring you to him yeah. even through that and it was but, interesting because it was yeah. a guest speaker so the normal mm. sermons were in a different shape and form they were mm. more either topical or it was more you know based on a verse and then the whole kind yeah. of ideology behind it so it wasn't yeah it wasn't the same way mm. um, that's interesting yeah mm. What did your cousin think? Was she really excited or 
She was. Did she help you a little bit with your questions? As well, well, she was leaving in two weeks, so oh, was she? Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. She was really, really at the end, um, mm. but she was she was really struck by it. Mm. Uh, I remember she, yeah, she loved it. Um, and as soon as we told her parents, because they are from charismatic church as well, um, you know, there were some challenges there. Mm. But then again, I, I was just so motivated. And and I knew I, I want to be with God. Like I, I mm. knew this is my path and that it was hard to derail me at the very beginning. Mm. Yeah. I'm curious to see if, um, even if you were not really in touch with them, knowing that there was a Christian, there were, there was a Christian family within your family, whether that had an influence on you, whether maybe that made you a bit more open to finding mm. out or what, well, Maybe I, you don't know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting question. Um, mm-hmm. I think I became aware um, that they are in a different faith, you can say that, mm-hmm. um, when I was 16. Mm-hmm. So not even before that. Um, and like I said, just because they, her parents were really in a charismatic church, they still are. Um, even when I became Christian, you know, mm-hmm. it was her mom challenging me or you know, you're not speaking tongues, so you're not born again. Mm. I was like, eh, hold on, the Bible doesn't say this. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. so yeah, so... So not necessarily, not necessarily. the most helpful yeah. things, yeah. but actually... But in a sense, sometimes you need these kind of questions to make you think and mm. to to actually see, okay, is it actually what the Bible says or Yeah, because I, I think I spent three mm. weeks nonstop mm-hmm. studying the topic. I was like, how can you say this? Like I knew I felt differently and I yeah. knew I felt I'm with God. So I really had to, you know, dig deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. To actually yeah, get back to true. her. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and so how did you, uh, how did your faith develop after that? How did you carry on growing in your faith? Um, so, yeah, I, I think like I've mentioned before, I was so hungry mm-hmm. Um that, you know, all my spare time, I just spent studying it, mm-hmm. um, listening to different preachers, um, being involved in different groups, um, hearing people's testimonies as well, um, mm. making sense out of that. Uh, so it was just, yeah, God was every day, basically. Mm. Um, and I, I think that really helped. Yeah, great. What did your parents think as well? Uh, they were surprised (laughs) they were surprised they did not see it coming i did not see it coming um but i think i remember when i decided okay the next step will be to be baptized um i remember i sent them a text i'm about to be baptized um and they just, you know, they, they were very loving and they just responded, okay, you know, we're happy for you, I guess. Yeah. Um, just tell us whether you're changing your name or not, because in <laughs> Poland, you know, this is, oh, yeah. Oh, you that in Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, you baptize a baby and of you course, give them yeah. a name. So they, they, they just didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think at the very beginning, they probably thought it's a phase mm. that I'm going through a change maybe in my life because I was out of a very toxic, I would say, relationship. Mm-hmm. So it was two years after mm-hmm. um, that I became a born again. Um, so, yeah, so maybe they thought it's a, it's a phase or maybe it's connected. Mm-hmm. But obviously now it's more than a decade 
Um, yeah, so and you then, can't see yeah. that anymore. <laughs> They've changed their mind. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, interesting. Um, would you say that they're still open-minded enough that you can have conversations with them about it or or not really? Oh, very much. It's a very interesting case because my dad is... His um, experience of a church is is very drastic mm. uh, to, you know, in terms of the priests and the hypocrisy there and, you know, the kind mm. of scene that's going on because he was brought up in a small village. So everything was almost at display. Mm. Um, so he will be the one starting the conversation with us uh, mm, and everything, you know, a simple conversation about the grass or a football will lead to a conversation about God. (laughs) So it's very hard not to talk about it. Um, So, yeah, it's interesting. I'm just praying that, you know, some of the seeds are actually uh, planted and and we see the light. Yeah, for sure. And that's that's interesting to be so open to it. And yet it's been a decade, as you say. Yeah. I mean, we just don't know God's timing, do we? Um, Mm -hmm. But that's really interesting. Great. Um, so if we take things further a little bit, so you've been in the UK for a while then. Yeah. How, how long roughly? Uh, oh, yeah. In the, so this June, so last June 2023 was 18 years. Wow. So it was 18 years in Poland and now, you know, 18 years and a few months in half the UK. And half. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, yeah. time flies. Mm. And you met Matt uh, at the church, didn't you? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes we did. Yeah. yeah. Great. Um, so how long have you been married for? Uh, in May will be 10 years. Wow. Okay. So 12 years together and married for 10. Oh, great. Mm. And you've arrived in Kingston a couple of years ago, is that right? Or? Uh, so no, we've been in the area for the last seven years. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, we've been Coniston almost two years now. Mm. Um, but we have, we've been very heavily involved. So after Hillsong, we've been very heavily involved within a Polish community and Polish outreach. Mm. Um so it was either Hammersmith or Ealing Broadway. Mm. Uh, so for the, you know, prior King, uh, Cornerstone, we were committing for the last five years, we were committing to Ealing Broadway mm. um, okay. every, every Friday, every Sunday, um, sometimes during the week as well. And we, at one point, the um, the core team, kind of some of the people moved away, moved mm. back to Poland. Um, and we, we just decided that it's, it's maybe time for us to settle down. We wanted to have family and we wanted to have a, a more local church. Yeah. Um, Cornerstone. It's Cornerstone, yes. Wow, okay. Um, so, yeah, if we take things to the last year, mm-hmm. is there anything in particular that God has taught you in that time? Uh, yes, I would say, um, you know, we all know that he is in control and everything happens within his timing but I think last year and I knew that as well like I I do suffer um kind of health wise so Mm -hmm. you know my trust in God is really it's not a surface level like Mm -hmm. I've um I've learned to depend on him to lean on him um Mm -hmm. but yeah but last year it was especially that 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 lesson was especially important to me Mm -hmm. and it's a personal story because um we lost our second baby at the beginning of the year. And then almost straight after I found out that my cousin from Poland, um, a different cousin, um, she's pregnant. Mm. And it's, 
you know, it sounds normal, but she's the last person you would expect to get pregnant mm. in terms of her life is chaos. You know, she was the one cheating on her husband. There was a divorce, alcohol, smoking, fast food, mm. like everything imaginable. Mm. She was doing it, um, not in her favor. And yet God decided otherwise. And mm. in that moment, I was like, wow. So no matter what I do in terms of, I don't know, diet, supplements and this and that, mm. it will be his timing. It will be his will and he will do exactly what, mm. you know, what's best. And yeah. so that was the kind of lesson that really, you know, kind of I had to pause for a moment. Of course. Um, yeah. And really got to my bones in terms of he is in control. Like he will make the impossible. He's the definition of impossible. Mm. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. And now you're expecting. So yeah, you, and now you we're just expecting. don't know what the exactly. timing is to you. <laughs> and it yeah. was again in the... And the least expected times that I got pregnant, it was mm. the most stressful time at work. It was just, it was a surprise, basically. So, mm. yeah, he did what he yeah. wanted to and when he wanted to. Exactly. That's great, isn't mm. it? Yeah. And that's a great lesson to learn. Sometimes it's going to be through these really difficult mm. times. And as you say, if you're struggling with health, especially that, that's going to be quite a serious thing. Mm. So, yeah, it, it's... He just grabs our attention, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. That's <laughs> a way of doing way we, that very, yeah. yeah in whatever way we need, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. Um, and I guess to, to close, if you had any advice to give to younger Christians, what would you say to them? Younger mm. Christians. Uh, maybe girls, especially. Um, hmm. I would say the the most power, profound and powerful probably lesson I've learned after I became a Christian mm -hmm. was to, you know, again, we all know that, we all say that, but actually to leave this principle that God is first in your life. Mm -hmm. So it was, I was already a believer. I was working with God. I think it was half a year after um, where mm -hmm. I actually had to learn that, You know, I was really longing for a relationship, someone close. I'm really family and people oriented. So that was a huge and important part of my life. Um, but I've reached a point where I actually had to say, okay, Jesus, if it's just you and me for the rest of my life, I will be okay with that. Mm. Like I'm fine. I don't need anyone else to make me happy or to whatever. Do life with me. Uh, like you are enough you will give me what I need what I mm -hmm. want and yeah everything is in you um but that was again like a very profound deep down moment and um, that I had to come before him and I met Matt two weeks after um so <laughs> again uh, and not because of that but looking back I know I would go into that relationship completely different if I haven't met make, make that choice beforehand mm -hmm. so yeah there was a reason you know why my previous relationship was so hard as well why mm -hmm. I had those priorities mixed up mixed up um, and messed up as well um so yeah so I think in order for me to you know have a healthy and a happy marriage um that I that I feel like we do have now I had to set the foundations right mm -hmm. um, and yeah. that was a big step of it Mm, yeah that's a great uh, reminder actually and I think 
yeah, it's very easy to just have so many things in our lives that grab mm. our attention. But actually, as you say, he needs to be the first mm. thing, the, the foundation of all things really in our lives. Uh, otherwise, that's not that we're not going to go very far, are we? Yeah, um, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. That's what we need, really, most importantly. Um, great. Thank you so much, Patricia, for sharing your story with us. Uh, and thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Sister Stories. Uh, that's all for, for today, but join us again next time. <laughs>